Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back into the Tide Talk podcast presented by TideTalkSports.com. Stacy Blackwood here, and I got my man Ricky Green. What's up, Ricky? What's going on, buddy? Just uh, sitting here looking at some stats, thinking about this Alabama-Tennessee game, and uh, trying to make up my mind how I'm feeling about it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird game, you know. Uh, and I know you're going to go over a lot of the stats here in just a few minutes, but you know, you know that Tennessee is not going to play, you know, probably the way they played last week against Kentucky. Uh, you know, they're going to give Alabama their best shot there in, in Neyland Stadium this Saturday. But So it's kind of a weird game. Uh, doesn't really look like Tennessee should have much of a chance to win. But <laughs> it's one of those games where you just you just kind of dread it because, you know, they have some players in some, in some spots that are capable of making plays. And, uh you know, if Alabama has that defense that showed up against Ole Miss show up, then we may be in for a four-quarter game. But uh, if not, Alabama should be in pretty good shape. Yeah, there ain't no doubt about that, man. Uh, I just don't really see a whole lot of places when looking at this, the, the two rosters by position group, there's not many wins for Tennessee. But like you said, Jeremy Pruitt will have these guys ready to play. He understands what the third Saturday in October means. Um, He's been a part of it for many, many years. I don't expect them at all to come out and play the way they did um, the the last six quarters even that they've played. Pruitt talked about it being uh, one of the worst uh, last six quarters of football that he's been a part of with how they were turning the ball over and just really struggling at times. So it's hard to see a win for Tennessee uh, in any way, but I do expect them to be competitive, and Pruitt will have them ready to play, I think. Yeah, you mentioned the last six quarters for Tennessee, and they've had several turnovers. You know, and through their first 10 quarters of the season, they didn't have any turnovers. So uh, things have shifted the other direction, and uh, that's that's kind of been the – the biggest problem with them the last, you know, game and a half. Of course, they, they led going into halftime against Georgia. 
and I believe Garantino uh, turned it over, I think, three possessions in a row, and that kind of just flipped the game. And, you know, turnovers are a big part of the game, and Saban talks about turnovers. And if Garantino is going to turn the ball over Saturday against this Alabama defense who's kind of turned opportunistic, it could be a long day for the Tennessee Vols. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, uh, Stacy. And I, I'm, you know, just to keep it completely honest, I feel like that this is going to be a long day for the Tennessee Vols. I just don't think that Pruitt's had enough time to recruit enough talent to really play a full four-quarter game against a team that's built inside out the way Alabama is built. And uh, I think it'll be another big win for the Tide. One thing that I'm looking for, though, is can Alabama carry over that defensive performance uh, from the second half against Georgia? Is that what we're going to see moving forward? Or, um, you know, was that a, a shot in the dark kind of thing there? Very interested to see if we indeed keep playing defense at that level. And if we do, um, I don't think there'll be many teams that Alabama will play throughout the rest of the, the regular season that really have a shot at beating Alabama right now. Yeah, I mean, this it, right, right now, the way the offense is playing, we talked about it in the last podcast. And, of course, if you need to subscribe to the Tide Talk podcast, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alabama Football News and Rumors on YouTube, uh, or to TideTalkSports.com to get, catch the latest uh, free premium content on the Crimson Tide. But, yeah, the offense is explosive. The defense is opportunistic. Uh Special teams is, is getting better. The kicking game is good. Uh, uh, the, the punting is struggling a little bit for Alabama, and so is our kick coverage. That was a little sloppy this past Saturday against Georgia, so I, I'll look for an improvement there this Saturday against Tennessee. But all in all, it doesn't feel like Tennessee really has much of a chance in this game against Alabama. And You know, I don't want to just spend a whole lot of time talking about how Alabama's going to kill Tennessee. Uh, just – Real quick, Rick, you kind of go over some of the some of the stats that I know you have some of the stats pulled up there for Tennessee. Uh, just go over some of their stats real quick, and then we'll kind of move on and talk about the other couple games that are going on the SEC, and we'll wrap this podcast up. All right, so I'm sitting here looking at the uh, Tennessee Volunteer Player stats for 2020. Of course, uh, Guarantano is leading them in passing with 752 yards. But what I really look at is his completion percentage, uh, Stacy, just over 63 at 63.1%. Um, and then you look at Mac Jones and his yardage being up around 1,500 yards and a much higher clip as far as completion ratio is concerned. Um, Eric Gray, though, is a capable running back. They, they have a couple of those guys um, that are actually – good SEC caliber running backs. He's leading the team right at 300 yards rushing. Um, got a couple of guys capable as far as wide receivers are concerned. Josh Palmer uh, got another wide receiver, Johnson, right behind Palmer in uh, catches and receptions and average and all. Uh, so they've got some pieces. Um, mentioned the offensive line earlier for Tennessee when you and I were talking They've got some pieces. They've got some components to, uh, you know, elevating their their football team. But I just don't think they have enough horses in the stable to really be able to compete 
uh, four quarters with Alabama right now. Yeah, I'm 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 not expecting Tennessee to to put up much of a fight after the you know first quarter and a half of the game. Uh, just Alabama's talent, uh, Alabama's explosiveness explosiveness on offense is probably just going to be too much for Tennessee to handle. Uh, so that would make it what fourteen in a row over the Volunteers. Is that right, Ricky? I mean, that's that is just incredible uh, to have that much success against one program. And uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I don't even remember the game the last time Tennessee beat Alabama. Uh, I guess that would have been what 2000. Uh, Gosh, I, see, 13 years ago was what 2000. So long ago. 2003, 2004? Golly, I mean, that's just just crazy to think about. We're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of days have passed (laughs) since the last time the University of Tennessee. So what I want to know, though, Stacey, we we know it's not going to be close. You got a score prediction for Saturday's game? Uh, Yeah, I'm just kind of of ballparking it, really. I'm going to say something around – 52 to 14, 52, 17, something like that. That's what kind of how I was leaning as well. I just don't uh, see Tennessee in any way, shape, or form being able to be competitive in a shootout with Alabama. I think if our defense would just show up and play close to as good as they did last Saturday, that's enough to get the job done. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was thinking something like 49 to 17 or 49 to 20. It, it'll be a, a game where Alabama runs away with it at the end. I think maybe even get to see Bryce Young, uh, at some times this weekend, if all things go the right way. Yeah. I, I would kind of like to get him a little more game reps because you're always just one play away from, from having to play your second string quarterback. I'd like for him to be able to play you know, most of that fourth quarter just to get him some more live game reps in the SEC. So uh, I'm hoping the Alabama can take care of business Saturday and allow Bryce to have that opportunity. Uh, but before we move on to uh, to the other SEC games real quick, I do want to mention that, that yesterday the Dolphins announced that Tua Tungvaluwa is going to be their starter this upcoming week uh, against the L.A. Rams. So, uh, hello, uh, welcome to the NFL. You get to go against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey in your first start. So, uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out and, and, and uh, you know, kind of best wishes to Tua as he gets his first start. And just what an incredible journey it's been for Tua. You know, almost a year ago, he he, he fractured his hip, and now he's fisting to play in the NFL. It's just a just an incredible story. He's been on an incredible journey, and I, I know he's one of the most beloved uh, football players in Alabama history. No doubt about it. We'll get to see Tua um, in his first start in the NFL, and we'll get to see little brother uh, make his first start for Maryland as well, I believe, this upcoming weekend. So the, the Tonga Valos will be busy all the way around. Yes, and, and we certainly wish uh, Talia uh, all the best uh, as he's at Maryland and uh, really excited to be able to see uh, see Tua play this Sunday. I, I bought me a Tua jersey the the night he was drafted by the Dolphins and officially become a Miami Dolphins fan. So, uh, so, so it fins up then. It fins up. I'm I'm excited to see what Tua can do. You know, this team. It's just kind of real quick. The Dolphins have actually kind of turned things around pretty quickly. Their offensive line is so much better than it was the past couple of years. They're building a solid team around. Uh, the future, which is Tua. So uh, 
it's exciting right now. I think I think they have a chance to be really good over the next few years. No doubt. I think the head coach from Miami made the call right now. I think the the timing of making that call is crucial. Like you said, Miami looks to have turned it around the past couple of games. Um, and I think that similar to what we saw at Alabama when Tua was at practice tearing it up, I think that the Miami Dolphins players and their staff have seen Tua at practice tearing it up. And with everybody believing that they can win after these past couple of games, the head coach just kind of felt like it's time to, while they're believing it, let's just, let's do it. Yeah, and, and I want to make a correction real quick. That Miami's actually off this week, so he actually gets his first start, which which will be, I believe, November first against uh, against the Los Angeles Rams at twelve o'clock. So uh, so he's got the bye week, so he'll get two weeks to prepare for his first start. So uh, we're excited to be able to see what Tua can do there. But let's head back into the SEC real quick and just a handful of games to uh, to kind of go over real real quick. Uh, we're going to start with Kentucky at Missouri. Uh, you know, what's crazy is all these other games besides the Alabama and Tennessee game, to me, are, are, it could go either way. And, and I really believe that this Kentucky-Missouri game can go either way. What's your quick thoughts on that, Ricky? Man, you know, Stoops is always going to have a defense at Kentucky. Um, that's just as sure as time. Uh, Missouri, though, they've got that little explosive offense uh, that Drinkowitz runs. It could go either way, really. Like you said, I don't see a whole lot of things where I can say, if this team does this, this is a clear win when I look at a matchup like Kentucky versus Missouri. Yeah, it's uh, it's very tough. I, I, think, I think I'm actually going to go with the upset here, and I, I think I'm going to pick Missouri to win this game over Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's coming off that, you know, that big win against Tennessee. And I think they're going to be coming in on a little bit of a high uh, in Missouri. Of course, they got their big win a couple weeks against LSU, weeks ago against LSU. So I'm going to go with Missouri pulling the, the, the slot upset over Kentucky. I can see it happening, man. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. 2020 has been kind of a weird season so far. Um, looking good for our Tide, but everything else has just been kind of a well. That just happened type <laughs> right. of deal. So. Right. Nothing. I mean, even though there's been some upsets, it hasn't been anything that just really shook us. And I think it's because of the year that we're in in 2020. So uh, we've come to uh, expect the unexpected, I guess. Yeah. That and the fact that I know personally you and I expected LSU to kind of fall on their face a bit this year. So we weren't all that surprised to see LSU start struggling uh, the way it seemed like the rest of college football was. Yeah, and, and speaking of LSU, they host South Carolina this week after they got uh, an off week after uh, the, the Florida game was canceled last weekend. So they're going to host South Carolina at 6 o'clock on ESPN this week. And that's another tricky game. Uh, I haven't heard. I don't know if they're going to have Miles Brennan or that's not. What, that, that's what I haven't heard. Uh, right now if, if Miles is going to play or not. I think if he plays and if he's healthy, I think LSU wins. But if not, that could be a uh, – LSU could be heading for a, what, one and three start to the season. So, uh, man, that, that's, that's a tricky game for LSU. South Carolina has a really good running game with Kevin Harris. 
they're one of those defenses too that's that's kind of like Alabama's. They're not just elite, but they're very opportunistic. They have really good corners and J.C. Horn and uh, Israel. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> uh, J.C. Horn has been a stud. Yeah, J.C. Horn's a stud. Of course, his dad is uh, Joe Horn, the former Saints wide receiver. Uh, so he's got that in his blood. He's a great player. Uh, so that's that's a very tricky game. I'm not going to pr- put a prediction out because, like we said, we don't know if Miles Brennan's going to play or not. Right, and Jake may want to make that part of his upset of the week. So we'll yeah, we'll we don't want to steal thunder from Jake. We'll yeah, let him we, have his thunder. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to steal Jake's thunder on that. He 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 enjoys his upsets of the week. Uh, but lastly, we have. Um, Auburn at Ole Miss, just another game where wow. you're you just sit there and scratch your head. And you're like, man, I don't know. I, I don't know who to pick. Who like, shows I, up? Right. That's and that, that's what's so. Like, I would hate to be a a bookie right now because I would not have a clue on how to how to you know put the spread on this game. Who to pick as the favorite? I'm I'm heading over there right now to look at see what what the line is and all that. It's just uh. That is just a, such a strange game, and like Ricky said, it's who, who shows up. <laughs> no telling at this point, man. Um, we know what Ole Miss is capable of. We've seen uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss have their game of the year against Alabama. We all seen it firsthand; it happened. But we haven't seen that same Ole Miss team show back up since that game. So, um, and who knows with Auburn? Bo Nix is just playing. Uh, abysmally poor right now there's no telling what Auburn's going to do or what they're not going to do yeah right now Auburn is a three and a half point favorite on the road against Ole Miss and you know ESPN's football power index has them uh winning at a 74.7 percent chance of winning the game so uh ESPN likes Auburn uh which is uh, the the spread is about right to me because overall Auburn is a better team. You know, they have they have more talent than what Ole Miss has. But as far as who's playing better right now, I think it's probably about even. Uh, so I pretty close. That, that's that's another game that I wanna I wanna kind of stay away from. I would not put any money on this game if I was a betting man. Uh you know that usually uh, you know, Gus has kind of had his normal. I'm not. I'm not attacking Gus here, but Gus has had his normal weekly press conference of, uh, you know, I, I tell you what, we're going to get better this week, and you know, yep. we've had a good, we've had a good week of practice. He's, I mean, it's <laughs> always the same thing after they lose, and uh, so I'm anxious to see how they play. Uh, I'm not sure if how long is Britt out for them at linebacker. I, I know it's a pretty good while in it. I mean, that that's a big loss. Yeah, I think for, it's for, several for, weeks and. Gus Malzahn said that Britt wasn't just the leader of the defense; he was the leader of their team. So, yeah, I mean that, that that's a big loss. I mean that. So I mean that, that I, I understand in, against Ole Miss and how they like to attack the middle of the field. Uh, yeah, that I, hurts. I, 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 I think I'm going to go with Ole Miss to win this game, uh, but like I said, I could see Auburn pulling it out, and I could see I could see Auburn playing really well because. They're they're Jekyll and Hyde. They're the most Jekyll and Hyde program that 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 I know. I mean, they'll they have they have years where they're really good, and then the next year for unexplicably they're just you know seven and five. Yep. So I just I don't. I, it's hard to it's hard to predict Auburn and what they're going to do. But I think right now, as of today, I'm going to pick Ole Miss to win. 
that game. And and I, sorry, Jake, if this is your upset too, because you seem to be like to pick some of the Auburn games for, for upsets. So uh, yeah, <laughs> not sure why that is, but uh, it may be wishful thinking. But you, you, your wishful thinking has worked out twice so far this year. So uh, I think we'll, it's we'll, uh, maybe his subconscious hate for Auburn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I, I don't really have anything else to add uh, other than uh, we hope that y'all enjoy the podcast. And, you know, like I mentioned, make sure you're subscribed to us and leave us a five-star review. That helps us out a great deal. Uh, head over to TideTalkSports.com, and you can find articles there. You can find our podcast there. You can find our YouTube videos there. And speaking of that, Ricky, won't you tell everybody a little bit about our YouTube channel? Yeah, man, we are uh, right uh... – Getting everything cranked up, been releasing videos at a, a decent clip uh, here lately. Plan on letting go the uh, the Alabama versus Tennessee preview video, hopefully later this evening. Um, and it's the Alabama Football News and Rumors channel on YouTube presented by Chat Sports. So um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel already, we'd appreciate it if you do that. We want to reach 1,000 subscribers uh, here pretty soon and, and we're well on our way i think we're right at about halfway there so hit that subscribe button hit that bell for notifications and like stacy said earlier five star reviews likes comments we want and need all of that so keep it coming if you've been involved we appreciate it all right guys we hope everybody has a good good rest of the day uh, we look forward to talking to y'all in a couple more days and uh, roll tide roll tide <laughs>